Hello and welcome to the Neutral Moto Podcast. My name's Ash Ivory and I'm your host. This is episode one where we're going to be talking about the Indian FTR 1200 and we're also going to touch on Indian as a brand. So let's get into it. You might be thinking... Why was Ash's first test ride on an Indian FTR 1200? Well, in Australia, we have two types of licenses. One is a restricted license, and that's your first license that you're on. The second is your unrestricted. You have to be on your restricted for two years. And then once you're on your unrestricted, you're fine. You can ride any bike you want. So the first bike I went out to ride was the FTR. And to be honest, I wasn't really taking this bike seriously until I rode it. It was a little bit sporty for me. I tend to like a more classic bike and I was really seriously considering the Triumph Street Scrambler as well. But I wanted to make sure I rode a few different bikes and the FTR happened to be the first one I jumped on. And after I rode this bike, I honestly fell in love with it. And so I started to learn a little bit more about it. And I learned about the history of the wrecking crew, where Indian had come from and how successful they were in racing. One thing I do want to say is although I'm fanatical about bikes, I'm still relatively new to the riding scene. So I didn't know a whole lot about Indian, but as soon as I rode this bike, I was extremely impressed with the craftsmanship in it. And I knew I wanted to know more about this company. Indian have pinned the Wrecking Crew badge to the new FTR 1200. And honestly, they have every right to. The Wrecking Crew was a tight group of riders. A couple of guys called Ernie Beckman, Bill Tooman, and Bobby Hill all started racing Indian motorcycles in the late 40s. And these legends regularly beat competitors for a series of signature wins, including three straight Springfield Mile victories. Pretty impressive. The Springfield Mile in its own is a history lesson, but just for the record, the Springfield Mile is one of the oldest speedways in the States. So Bobby Hill won the Springfield Mile in 51 and 52, and Tooman won in 53. And before we get into the bike review, I wanted to talk a little bit more about Indian's history. Indian motorcycle racing dates back to about 1903, when company co-founder and chief engineer Oscar Hedstrom set a new world speed record on an Indian of 56 miles an hour. And he also won an endurance race from New York City to Springfield and back. Pretty cool, really. And Indian from there continued to dominate the racetrack for the next 50 years. And up until about 53, Indian was doing pretty well. But a guy called John Brockhouse came in, replaced Ralph Rogers as president, and Brockhouse had a bit more of an affinity towards British bikes. And so long story short, he let the big chief model die and he signed a deal to rebadge Royal Enfields as Indians. And remember, at this point, Harley was well and truly out in front, flogging the pants off Indian. And so they were starting to bring dilution to their brand and to their bikes through Brockhouse's choice. And to me, this is the point where there's a big disconnection between the people actually riding Indian motorcycles and the people managing the brand. So the 60s brought Bert Munro with it, riding on a heavily modified 1920 Indian, and he was racing that to try and set a lot of land speed records. And he was generally just doing really well all over the place. In 67, he actually set 
the record of 187 kilometers an hour. Pretty impressive. But remember, he was on a 1920 motorbike. So the 70s um, were, were a little bit strange for Indian as well. So there was a guy, Floyd Clymer, he jumped in and he was essentially um, a pretty big legend in the motorcycle industry. So he was a racer. He had you know, tried his hand at dealing. Uh, he was a distributor, magazine publisher, race promoter, author, motorcycle manufacturer. He had done a lot of work in the motorcycle space and he was trying to revive the defunct Indian brand at the time. And he was working on that since 63. So him passing away was a bit of a bit of a blow for the brand again. And as these things go, his widow actually sold the rights to their attorney. And I'm guessing she wasn't much of a uh, motorcycle lover. So their attorney generally stuffed around with it. He tried to bring the Indian 900 back and that rolled over pretty quickly. And by 77, the company was bankrupt again. So between 77 and 99, it was a general shit fight really with a cast of characters trying to revive the brand and they tried bike prototypes and there was general scuffles about, you know, contract obligations and uh, prototypes not meeting those contract obligations. And in 98, a group of nine motorcycle companies finally pulled together. They were awarded the rights of the trademark by the Federal District Court of Colorado and Indian was off again. And thank God reading this uh, story and, and putting all these notes together, I almost thought this brand needed a do not resuscitate sign at this point. But they made it. Oh, actually, hang on. Before we think we're on the home stretch, they did have another bout of bankruptcy in 2003 and then nothing for about five years. Just nothing from the brand, no production, no one had picked them up. And five years is quite a long time, especially in motorcycling. We know how many models can come out in five years. So the brand wasn't really doing too much. Uh, thankfully, a London private equity firm came in. They made a few Indian chiefs and essentially flipped the company to Polaris in 2011. So we're now at a point where it's 2016 and it's time for Indian to return to the flat track. And they did so with the Scout FTR 750 and they formed their new wrecking crew. So Brian Smith, Brad Baker and Jared Meese, all a part of this crew. And in 2016, unveiling uh, the Scout FTR was a pretty big deal for them. So they had Bobby Hill come back for that and Bill Tooman, uh, sadly Beckman had, had passed away in 99, bit of a shame, um, but it was a big moment for the brand. And off the back of that, Jared Meese would be riding on that 750 very soon and he would be winning uh, the 2017 season. And at this point, comebacks are really, really hard for Indian and they definitely don't go to plan. Uh, nothing went to plan for this brand over the journey. So it was obviously a very exciting uh, year for them to to launch the 750 and then win. I was watching an interview with Brad Baker to do a bit of research for this and he explained that there's never been a racing bike that has dominated in its first year like the 750. And look, some would argue that this isn't really the first year for this particular bike and it's been in the making for over 60 years. But once I understood a lot of the false starts and the dodgy run up that Indian had, it really does seem like this was the 
the first year all over again for them in the racing space. So the newest rendition of this bike dominated on every track. And there's a guy called Gary Gray, who is their VP of tech and, you know, all that stuff. And he'll tell you that they wanted this bike to jump. It had to turn left and right for a TT track. It had to be good on short tracks and longer miles. It had to just be a racing bike that could win on any track. But how do you take a bike like that? And by the way, it did succeed. It it won race after race and riders were blown away by it. Uh, A racing style of this bike though, goes for about 50,000 US. Um, Don't quote me on that, but I remember reading that figure recently. So how do you take a bike that expensive that wins on Sunday and then sell it in the dealership on Monday? And it's proven that people who are enthused about motorsport throw their opinions around uh, a lot more than those that don't. And so your friend who watches motorsport probably watch that FTR win race after race on any type of track and probably walked into the Indian dealership as soon as the FTR 1200 was ready to ride and probably rode it. And your friend told a bunch of his mates or her mates about that bike. And that's why brands still want to take their race bikes and win on Sunday so that they can build that hype and, and sell in dealerships on Monday. And your mate that wanted that bike was probably part of a younger demographic. And that's precisely who Indian are after on this bike. Cruisers make up the majority of their offering and have done so for a really long time. And I mean, looking at their history, you'd probably say the FTR is the logical, I guess, greenfield for them. They, they excel at racing bikes. Why did they go down the cruising route? We might need to cover that in another episode, but now walking into an Indian dealership with the addition of the FTR 1200, there really is something for all generations of riders. You don't just have to be ready to get on a cruiser to own an Indian, which is really exciting for younger riders, I think. Okay. So onto the bike review. I have to say, I absolutely loved this bike. It is a joy to ride, but there was a couple of pros and cons to it in general. So I found sitting in traffic, which is my typical style of riding. So I tend to commute um, Monday to Friday. I do a little bit of highway riding, but not a lot. This bike gets really, really hot. So filtering on this thing, waiting at lights, waiting in traffic, I found I was heating up really quickly on it. But if you're more of a sportier rider you, and you tend to ride on weekends, you'd probably be okay with the heat. But for me, it was something that was really, really noticeable. One thing I will say, though, is this bike corners beautifully. It's obviously testament to the racing heritage of the bike. This bike cornered much better than the Street Scrambler, I'd have to say. Um, it's quick as well. So if you don't have a lot of restraint uh, with your throttle, you're probably going to get a speeding ticket or two on the highway. So be warned, it's quick, uh, especially in sport mode. And on that note, this bike has three modes. It's got sport mode, standard mode, and rain mode, although I honestly didn't get it out of standard. But if you really love to ride the pants off a bike, you're probably going to love sport mode. I also have to say the tech side of me really loved the features on this bike. So Indian have spent a lot of time on this interface. You can tell it had cruise control. You could obviously hook your phone up really easily. The LCD touchscreen was beautiful. They've really, really taken their time to make sure this works. 
and the controls are quite easy to get your head around once you've ridden the bike for a little bit. They also haven't sold themselves short on a lot of the customizability on this bike as well. So there's different seats, there's different tanks, all sorts of stuff you can get for this. A lot coming kits as well. I really personally love the rally kit and I think that's the style of this particular bike I would buy if I had a chance to own this bike. Uh, It's a little bit less sporty, a little bit more leaning towards a heritage look. So I loved I love the rally kit, but there's plenty of other kits as well. Jump online and have a look and you'll see sort of some of the looks you can achieve with the different uh, different parts that Indian have put out. This bike's a serious piece of heritage and one I would love to own. Indian are breathing life back into their lineup and hopefully it's bringing them a whole new crew of riders that will be riding Indian bikes in the future. There's rumors that there's an adventure bike in the works. It's really just a rumor at this stage though. However, I'm genuinely fascinated to see where this brand goes. If you've ridden the FTR, tell me a little bit about your experience or better still, if you own one, I'd love to hear your long-term review on this bike and what it's like to live with. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please rate, review or subscribe to us. It's our first episode, so I'm really keen to hear feedback. I want to make sure I'm telling stories and I'm giving you guys content that you want to keep listening to. If you want to find more online, we're on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Neutral Moto. And remember, stay friendly and ride daily, and I'll see you on the next episode.